Hello, gluten-free community. How are you doing this lovely afternoon, morning, or night, whatever time it is for you? I am a little bit sleepy right now. I'm not going to lie. I stayed up really late last night because I realized that I need to meal prep in order to actually eat my meals. Because lately, life has just been getting so hectic, and then by the time it's lunch, I'm like, oh shit, I never ate. So last night, I stayed up a little bit later than normal and I meal prepped some Thrive Market, um, I'd say they're peanut butter protein bars and they are so delicious. I actually just ate some with some raspberries. Then I also meal prepped some lunchy lunch and I cooked some millet and then I put some lemon in it and olive oil. Then I topped that with some blistered tomatoes and corn and then with some arugula on top so that when it's lunch I can just pour it into a saute pan um cook it away and then i have lunch and then i also made zucchini fritters so that was uh i love zucchini fritters they are absolutely amazing with like this tofu dill sauce that we get from the grocery store it's it's absolutely amazing but i know you guys are not here to listen to me talk about my meal prep but my brain is a little little all over the place because it's only you know nine in the morning even though i normally wake up at five i'm a little scatterbrained this morning um but I wanted to come on here and talk about a topic that I consistently get in my DMs and on my TikTok videos. And that is the correlation between celiac disease, loss of weight, and gaining of weight. And I'm not going to lie, this is a topic and something that personally I have struggled with, um, with getting diagnosed with celiac disease because... Ever since I was young, um, my weight has, you know, fluctuated a lot with having celiac disease and um, something that a lot of people don't know is that when you get diagnosed with celiac disease, it actually stunts your puberty. So when I was younger, I really struggled to gain weight and it led to me being kind of like, um, I don't know, made fun of in high school because I was really thin. Um, so there's just like a lot of correlation between celiac disease and weight gain that I want to talk about today. And I guess we can start way back in high school, um, what I was just talking about. So when it comes to celiac disease, sorry, I'm stretching. <laughs> when it comes to celiac disease, um, as I just mentioned, when you are younger, it does delay puberty. So this can mean that you um, develop a little bit slower. For me, that was, I went through a period where I had a really difficult time transitioning from being a like, young teenager to a woman. Like I was having difficulty gaining weight. I didn't get my period till I was 17 years old. Um, I didn't even have like boobs till I was like 18. Um, so all of these like little puberty things that everyone was going through younger in life, like I never really experienced. Um, at the time I thought it was normal because my mom had experienced the same thing when she was younger. She didn't get her period till late. Um, and it was a similar thing. So I was like, oh, that's normal. But now that I look back on it, I realized, um, that, that, that was all due to celiac disease, and I had a really difficult time gaining weight. Um, I was very, very thin. Like, if you looked at the front of me and the back of me, it was just a straight rectangular stick from each side, and I used to get made fun of because I didn't have boobs or an ass, 
And I just remember being at, like, my sports practice and people being like, oh, you literally have no ass. And I was like, haha, like, okay, I don't know what to say to that. Um, but now, girls, hey, I got that voluptuous booty, so they can't even come at me. <laughs> so all those people that bullied me in high school, you know, come at me now. I will show you what I got. <laughs> um, no, but anyways. So that was definitely a difficult time for me. And I think that kind of started, like, my you know, bad body image, um, thoughts that I started getting in my head started around like age 16, 17, you know, when you're in high school and everyone's kind of looking at you and judging everything that you do and everything, literally everything about you. So that's kind of when I had started with body image issues. Um, but pre-celiac diagnosis, I was very, very thin and Let's talk about why that's the case and why you may be experiencing the same exact issue. So when you are first diagnosed with celiac disease, well, even we'll back up before that. What is celiac disease? Celiac disease is an autoimmune disease that really attacks your small intestine when you consume gluten. And when you consume gluten, it causes an immune reaction that leads to inflammation and the loss of your V-line, your small intestine, leading to symptoms like brain fog, bloating, weight loss, fatigue, migraines, rashes, vomiting, and everything else. So if you pick up what I just said, it affects your small intestine. And your small intestine is the part of your body where your nutrients and your calories and your vitamins are absorbed. Um, And when you have celiac disease and you continue to eat gluten, it wipes a part of your small intestine away or um, something that's in your small intestine called your villi. And your villi are these little tiny wavelength hairs that pick up your calories, your nutrients, um, your vitamins, and things like that. And when you eat gluten for a long enough period of time when you have celiac disease, it wipes those villi away. So that means that now you can't absorb your nutrients, you're not absorbing your vitamins, and your calories are not being absorbed like they should be. Because of that, it's leading to a caloric deficiency, and you are going to have difficulty gaining weight. Or you might be thinner than the average person. Um, it's because you're experiencing malabsorption and your body is just not absorbing the food the way it should be and it might be just going right through you and you're not absorbing your nutrients. And this is why people experience weight loss um, and are very thin pre-diagnosis to celiac disease. Um, I definitely experience this myself if I look back at photos Um, from when I first got diagnosed, I am very thin, I'm very frail, but at the time I didn't even like pick up on that because that's how I had been pretty much my entire life. Um, but when you get diagnosed with celiac disease, this will kind of flip and it happens very quickly. And this is something that, you know, again, your doctors do not explain to you. They just kind of hand you a packet, say eat gluten-free and they don't explain any of the side effects or anything else that comes along with it. And Again, this makes you feel very alone, very scared, you become overwhelmed, you hide these feelings to yourself, or at least I did, and I started to gain weight, and I didn't really know, you know, why this was happening, I thought maybe I was just, I don't know, like, eating differently, I don't know, I was just, like, so used to being really thin when I was younger that when I started to gain weight very quickly, I was like, whoa, this is kind of a shock to my system, so... What I know now is that when you start to heal from celiac disease, and if you were to take or look at an endoscopy of my small intestine now pre versus pre-diagnosis, you will see that my villi have started to regrow. 
because I started to eat a completely cross-contamination-free, gluten-free diet, meaning I was allowing my small intestine to heal and my villi, the part of my body that's absorbing my nutrients, my calories, and my vitamins, started to regrow. When those villi start to regrow, you are absorbing your food again. That means you're absorbing calories, and your calorie intake is going to be a lot higher than pre-diagnosis of celiac disease. When you eat more calories, you gain weight. So this is not an unhealthy weight. This is a healing weight. This is a really good weight. This is a sign that your body is healing, and you really shouldn't fight against it. Um, I know it's hard for you to understand because this weight might come on within a couple months of getting diagnosed because maybe your body does heal that fast. For me, it happened over a course of, I would say, about three, four, five years because it really does take a long time to fully heal from celiac disease if you have a really bad case, and I did have a really bad case. Um, but it's really important to know that this is a really healthy weight. It's a healing weight. You don't want to look at it as a negative weight and try to get rid of it because the reason why you were really thin is because you were sick and you might have not realized that, but you were sick and your body was hurting and now your body is finding its happy place again and it's, it's starting to heal and you really want to embody that and embody your new healing chapter and em embody your new you. This is, this is the non-sick version of you and it's okay to not be the same size forever. And I know we live in this world where everyone tells you that you have to be so skinny and that your body should be one size for your entire life. And that's just not the case. Um, and I just, I just want you to know that it's okay to gain weight. You're not going to fit in the same pair of pants for your entire life. In fact, my pant size changes every year. So if you think that you're going to stay in the same pants from pre-diagnosis of celiac to post that probably won't be the case, but that's not something to look down upon. It's it's really important for you to brace, embrace that your body is truly finding its happy place and that you're 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 becoming your non-sick version of yourself, which is super important and you should be so happy to be a part of that journey. You should be so happy that, you know, you're working towards getting rid of all your celiac symptoms that that now you may be allowed to eat gluten-free food and you won't feel this bloating and this sickness and this vomiting and that you won't have abdominal cramps. Yeah, I might be like, what, 30, 40, 50 pounds heavier, but I'm healthy and I'm happy. And, you know, there really is that mind-gut connection when you, you know, find your happy place with no symptoms and, you know, you just feel better. Um, so I just want to kind of explain that this is a good weight. This isn't a bad weight. This isn't something that you should go to the gym and try to, you know, do as much cardio as you can to get rid of it. And I'm not going to lie and sit here and say I never did that because I did. I suffered with an eating disorder. I suffered with body dysmorphia and I still suffer with it today. And it's something that I've really worked on, but there are times where I'm like, oh, you look terrible. Go to the gym and work out until you can't anymore because my body is still adjusting. Um, I'm not fully healed from celiac disease. I also you know, just stopped birth control. So my hormones are off the haywire. I actually stopped it a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, but I'm still learning how to balance my hormones. And I, again, have gone through a period where stopping my birth control um, led to weight gain. And so I'm going through this whole process all over again of learning how to accept my body the way it is. And it's really difficult. And it's really difficult to look at yourself in a time where you like the way you look and now all of a sudden all these changes are happening that you weren't expecting and now you have to learn to love yourself all over again and learn to love every part of you. Um, and you are going to be the person that's going to pick your body apart more than anybody else. But I'm going to tell you that nobody notices. Nobody notices the little changes, even the big changes. No one's going to love you less because you look different. 
And that is so important to remember. But besides the journey of gaining weight, I think part of that journey was dealing with severe bloating that came along with my celiac disease. And I know there are so many of you that deal with this same extreme bloating. This bloating could be from inflammatory oils and inflammatory ingredients in our gluten-free food. This could be from lack of sleep, increase of stress, having other autoimmune disease. There are so many reasons why people with celiac disease experience bloating. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going through one of those periods right now. And this morning I got up and I was like, I don't even want to record this podcast because how can I say all this stuff when I'm feeling like absolute shit? Like, I just had, I, I almost didn't want to eat breakfast this morning because I was like, you feel like shit, eating food's going to make it worse. And then I was like, no, because when I get into those habits, it causes me constipation. It causes me to bloat more because then I eat more for lunch and then my body's all out of whack. So... I did have like a little um, protein bar, raspberries, and some inflammatory, anti-inflammatory tea um, to kind of help fight against that, which had ginger and turmeric and lemon in it. Um, So this is just a reminder that I go through these intrusive thoughts in my head as well. And like, I'm not sitting here saying I'm the perfect human being and I love my body all the time because no, that's not reality. And if you can do that, then damn, like I want your mind, but... I know this is something that, you know, most girls do struggle with. Um, But yeah, so the journey of bloating, um, it started for me, not when I was first diagnosed with celiac disease, really, but as I started eating gluten-free. So pre-diagnosis to celiac, I actually didn't really experience any bloating because I wasn't even absorbing my food because I was so thin. Um, Once I started to eat gluten-free, I started to notice like, wow, what is all this bloating? Like... It was just something that I never experienced before, and it really took a toll on my mental health as well as just the way I viewed myself. And when you have an autoimmune disease, your body goes through periods of really high inflammation, especially when you're first diagnosed. Um, So when you're first diagnosed with celiac disease, your body's under a super high state of inflammation, and you're probably eating a lot of processed gluten-free foods because you just got diagnosed with celiac disease. You don't even know what gluten-free food is. So you're turning to grocery stores with labeled packaged goods that say gluten-free. And little do you know that those packaged goods do contain a lot of inflammatory foods and chemicals and preservatives. So, you know, your body's already inflamed from having celiac disease, having an autoimmune disease, and now you're adding inflammatory processed foods on on top of that. And that's leading to just this whole ball of inflammation that you don't even know how to handle because you don't even know what's happening to you. And that inflammation can lead to water retention. It can lead to puffiness in your face, um, in the extremities of your body, in your stomach. And to you, you might look at that and see, oh, I'm gaining weight. Let me go work out more. But that's not necessarily why the scale might be increasing. It might just be due to water retention, which occurs when your body is under a high state of inflammation. And I know there's a couple influencers on Instagram that I follow that are actually going through this process themselves and they're showing their journey. And it's crazy to see the difference of when their body's under a high state of inflammation versus them learning to control their symptoms and how they didn't even change their workout routine because they never actually gained weight. They were just retaining water. Um, And this is something I personally have experienced myself. Like when I look back at the times where I thought I was so fat and really I was just so bloated and inflamed and I never changed my workout routine, but to see my body from like the morning or a time when I wasn't inflamed and I wasn't bloating to the time that I was, 
my weight was exactly the same. My body was just inflamed. Um, so there was no actual weight gain there. It was just you were seeing your body inflamed versus non-inflamed. So I think that's a really important note to, you know, put in your head is like, Right now, you might be so bloated and so inflamed, and you look at your body, and you're like, I absolutely hate this. I can't fit into any of my clothes, and you might be like, I need to go to the gym and somehow get rid of all this weight. Girl, you probably have gained no weight, and you're probably eating a lot less because your stomach is freaking hurting you off the wazoo, but seriously, you most likely have gained no weight, and you're just retaining water, and when your body comes down from that state of inflammation, you will look like you normally did. So I think that's really important to know, something I did not know, and the way that I combated that, which I don't recommend, is I overworked out. I went to the gym, and I ran as fast as I could, and I did so many HIIT workouts, and I was like, what is happening? And then I would come home, and I'd be more bloated, because when you work out hard like that, it raises your cortisol levels, which leads to more inflammation, and leads to more bloating. Um, so by going to the gym and doing these high-impact workouts, you're doing the exact opposite of what your body wants um what you really should be doing is going to yoga and pilates and working on low impact workouts and walking and doing the incline treadmill um you don't want to raise your heart rate too too high because that does raise your cortisol levels which causes inflammation and bloating so that's a little tip to you so going back to the topic of body dysmorphia this is something that i personally struggled with myself and it was something that was really difficult when I first started this platform to talk about because I had never actually told my family about it. I had never told a friend about it. This is something I kept to myself because I thought that I just thought something was wrong with me. I was like, I, I really do. I'm very grateful for my health. And I don't know why when I look at the pantry, I don't want to eat anything. And I don't know why when I look at myself, I don't love what I see in the mirror because I should. And... I always get emotional when I talk about this because I don't know why sometimes I look in the mirror and I don't love the way I look because in reality, it doesn't matter. Like no one truly bases your, who you are off of the way you look and no one value you, values, values you differently if you gain weight or if you don't love your body. And it's, and it's, it's like something I want so badly for myself to just look in the mirror and be like, I love what you look like. And, and it's something I struggle with so much. And it's recently my sister's boyfriend was at our house and he was like, you guys are so beautiful. I don't know why you ever look in the mirror and like nitpick at yourself and tear yourselves apart and tell yourselves you don't look beautiful. And I just had another friend do the same thing. He's like, why do you always put yourself down? Like you're gorgeous. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I always compare myself to these, like, models that I'm, like, never going to be. Or, like, I just put these images of my in my head of, like, the standard that I should look like. And I just, like, tear myself into pieces. And it's, like, it doesn't matter what workouts I do or what workouts I eat. These people that we're comparing ourselves to, they don't have autoimmune diseases. They don't deal with the symptoms that we deal with. They don't go through the stress and the testing and the sickness that we go through. Yet we still compare ourselves to these picture-perfect people who probably suffer from eating disorders and body dysmorphia too. And it's just something that I so badly, you know, want to get over and I've gotten so, so far in it. But it's always something that in the back of my head, it's like always just going to be there, like just knocking on my door, just being like, oh, you don't like this about yourself. And this is something that really worsened um, with my celiac disease diagnosis because 
with my celiac diagnosis, I just talked about how inflammation and um, can lead to water retention, retention, which can lead to bloating and fluctuating of the way your body looks. And my inflammation would literally cause me to gain and lose 20 to 30 pounds within one to two months. So I would be like wearing my normal jeans and then a month later my face would like inflame and I could never fit into my jeans. And I was like to go through that like every other month fitting in your jeans and not fitting your jeans, fitting your jeans, gaining weight, then losing weight. It's just like it's a lot for your mind to handle all at once, especially being like, you know, 19 years old or 20 years old and like all your friends are going out and having fun and looking cute and you're like, I don't want to get out of my bed because I feel like absolute freaking shit. And that was like just a lot on my mental health. Um, and I and I think because I never talked about it with anyone, it was something I really suffered with alone and I never like seeked attention or seeked help with it. And I think this is a lot of thing. This is a lot of what everyone with celiac disease experiences because no one really talks about, you know, weight fluctuation and inflammation in your body and how that can affect, um, you know, your overall health and your body in general and then we all lead to thinking that you know something's wrong with us and it's not it's it's truly something that we all do experience and we all go through it's just no one knows because it's not talked about and doctors don't inform you about um you know these fluctuations that may occur and they are normal and they're just really mentally challenging to deal with um and when when personally for me i would go through this bloating period I get really sharp abdominal pains and I'm so bloated to the point where I just feel like I have to stick knives in my stomach to release the air and release the gas. And I get full after eating one spoonful of anything. And because of that, I, I, would, I wouldn't know what to eat. I'd look in the pantry and be like, well, I ate you yesterday and I felt sick. I ate that three days ago and I felt sick. I ate that two days ago and I felt sick. So, so I can't eat any of this. And I developed this fear of food. Um, that led me to just not eat. And I think I had, I had a really low point one time and um, I, I worked at an acai bowl shop, smoothie bowl shop, and I absolutely love sweets. I love fruit and sugar is one of the foods that causes me to really inflame. It causes me a lot of terrible stomach pain. And that's my joy though. Like that's what brings me happiness. And like whenever, I would work at my smoothie bowl shop. I would get a smoothie. And I remember times where I would literally throw up on the floor because my body was just like, why are you eating this? And one day I came downstairs and I had just gotten off an elimination diet, which was not something that was probably smart for me to do because it causes causes a lot of like emotional toll with like an eating disorder and body dysmorphia. And um, I was just like looking in my freezer and I was like, I want the smoothie bowl. And my brain was like, don't you dare freaking eat that because that is going to cause you to blow. And then I was just, I just sat there for like an hour and a half, just looking at the freezer and crying and be like, just fucking eat it. And I was like, I cannot eat it. Like it was like this mental battle between one side of my brain and the other. And at the end of the day I ate it. And guess what? I felt freaking fine. Nothing happened. And I was just like, we developed these foods, like these food fears because you know, sometimes react to foods and sometimes we don't, but we never know when that reaction is going to occur and we don't want to feel that pain. We don't want to experience that pain. And here's what I learned. When I learned about, you know, low FODMAP food and elimination diets and trigger foods, I am 100% grateful that I went through the experience of doing those diets because 
It helped me figure out what foods cause me triggers, what foods cause me to bloat. But it's super, super important that you mix in, in, in inflammatory foods with your anti-inflammatory foods. So the reason I didn't react to the acai bowl is because my diet for the past three months had been all anti-inflammatory. I had not touched fruit in like three months. So when I ate that one inflammatory food, it didn't cause me to flare because it didn't even recognize what that food was anymore because I had been eating so, so clean. Um, so if you mix in a lot of anti-inflammatory foods and you really focus on foods that are going to help heal your gut, you can have those treats and it won't cause you to flare. So, but again, this takes time to learn. This takes time to learn your body and what's going to cause you to flare. And, you know, it's a whole process and it's scary and, you know, you got to take risks during it and you have to learn to not just not eat because that can lead to a really bad spiral. So... All of that stuff I just kind of wanted to share and I feel like as I kind of go on this journey with you guys and as I kind of develop these platforms, I become more and more comfortable with talking about it because I've just started to talk about it more. Not with people, I still haven't really talked about it with my family. I'm I'm a really like emotionally closed off person and I, just, I don't know, that's just the way I've always been. So to talk about that stuff like with people just kind of makes me feel uncomfortable and I don't know how people will react. I don't know if they would take it seriously. And because of that, I just like to keep it to myself. Um, but if you do struggle with this, I, I used to go to therapy way back in the day and I did talk to her about this. Um, I don't think she was the perfect therapist for me. She didn't really help me or give me useful advice. But I do think it's really important that if you do struggle with body dysmorphia or eating disorders or you're just like really unhappy with the way you look, you need to get out of that pattern. You need to see the light through. And it's really important to to go talk to somebody and don't bottle in your feelings like like I do because (laughs) it's not the healthy way to do things. And I have a really strong um, motivational personality to push past really hard times and um I've really pushed past a lot of my ED and my lot a lot lot of my body dysmorphia um but I know that's not an easy thing for everyone to do and it's something I do still struggle with today it's something that's really difficult to get over but I think talking about it with other people does make it a bit easier so that is a recommendation from me so now that we've kind of talked about that entire journey um let's go over some remedies that I have to kind of combat you know, looking at this negative negativity towards, you know, this weight gain, as well as dealing with body dysmorphia, and maybe you're having, you know, thoughts and fears around food. So the first that I already mentioned is do not overwork out. This can actually raise your cortisol levels and cause your inflammation to get higher. Um, And when that happens, it leads to more bloating and more inflammation in your body. So again, you want to stick to yoga, Pilates, walking, low incline walking. Now, as your body starts to heal and you notice that this inflammation is going away, that's when you can incorporate one to two days of running, one to two days of HIT. Um, like I go to Orange Theory and I've, I'm questioning whether <laughs> this has caused me to feel the way that I do feel today um, because I have been stressed, which means my inflammation levels have been higher, but I feel so good when I do it. Um, but when your body is not in a high state of inflammation, you can do those workouts and you can feel good. Um, because if your body's at a normal state and then you work out, it, it increases your inflammation a little bit, but not as much as when you're already inflamed and then you're working out on top of that. Next is try to lean towards eating a whole foods diet. 
When you first get diagnosed with celiac disease, again, you're reaching for those foods that are labeled gluten-free because that gives you peace of mind that what you're eating is entirely gluten-free. But what people fail to recognize is that natural foods from the ground, like all different meats and seafoods and dairy and poultry, those are all naturally gluten-free. And that vegetables and fruits are all naturally gluten-free. So my first advice for you would be move away from the processed goods at the grocery store that contain inflammatory oils and preservatives and chemicals and move towards whole foods that are naturally gluten-free and you have no inflammatory properties within them. Obviously, that's not the case. There are certain vegetables that contain inflammatory properties because of their genetic makeup and their chemical makeup and the way they're digested within your body. But it's going to be less inflammatory most likely than the artificially made chemicals that are in processed food. Third is there is no pill that is going to help with your bloating. The only um, over-the-counter supplement that I would recommend taking for bloating is peppermint because it's nat- nat- it, is, it has been proven scientifically to help decrease bloating. But is it going to take all your bloating away? No, most likely not. There is no pill that is going to be a quick fix. We are constantly looking for quick fixes because in life, everything moves so fast. We work fast. We cook fast. We eat fast. We do everything so fast. So that when it comes to our health, we're like, what's the quick fix? What can I turn to to fix this within a day? And I'm here to tell you that that doesn't fix within a day. It's something that is going to take an entire health journey and um, self-care and self-improvement and really focusing on what you're eating and what workouts you're doing. It does not take a quick fix overnight. And reaching to a pill to fix that is most likely a marketing scam. Um, the supplemental industry is just a profit-making business. It's it's more about the business of it rather than your health. And I just think it's important for you to know that because I know a, diet, a lot of dietitians and nutritionists recommend supplements because they make profit off of them with partnering with these supplemental companies. And I've experienced that with my own nutritionist and dietitian. So just be careful when reaching towards supplements. Make sure you read your ingredients, things that I always reach to in terms of supplements to help. Um, I only take supplements if I have vitamin deficiencies, and a lot of people who have celiac disease are low in iron, in zinc, in um, B12, B6, um, D3. So those are supplements that I would actually recommend if you are low in them, but again, that, that depends on your blood labs. So if you're going to take supplements, make sure you're actually supplementing something that you're deficient in, not just take it as a supplement because it says this is going to decrease your bloating because it probably won't. Number three is cook your vegetables. Not just your vegetables, cook all your food. Because when you suffer with bloating and inflammation, it can cause, um, raw foods can cause your body to have to digest things harder and that increase of digestion and work can increase your bloating levels too. So if you give your body food that is already cooked, it's easier to digest and it will help with your bloating. Number four is to try to move more away from coffee, which is really acidic and kind of hard on your stomach. And when, well, I would say it is, um, coffee is acidic in general, but when you add those flavorings and different things in it, um, it can lead to very sugary drinks, which can cause high amounts of inflammation. Sugar is an inflammatory food. So move away from coffee and move more towards green tea, peppermint tea, ginger tea, turmeric tea. Peppermint helps with bloating. Ginger is great for digestion. Turmeric helps with inflammation. Those are my three teas that I always reach towards. And then when I need caffeine, I reach to matcha, which is a great soothing green tea. 
I think I'm on number five. Number five is to allow your body to naturally gain weight because that is a sign of healing. Don't look at it as a negative form of I'm gaining weight, which means my body looks different and I no longer love who I am. You need to look at it as more of this is my healing chapter. This is the body that I'm now going to live in that's going to allow me to heal and to move away from my symptoms with my autoimmune disease. And this is going to allow me to live a happy life in the future. Switch your negative mindset to a positive mindset and kind of embrace who you are now. You know, you're entering a new chapter of your life. You're entering a phase where you're going to be happier and you're going to be healthier. And you should embrace your body and be grateful that it took you through the hard times that you have gone through in the past. Remember that your body is not made to be one size forever. It's constantly going to be evolving. It's going to be changing depending on your stage in life and your chapter in life. And it's just important to recognize that, embrace it, and move forward. Don't, don't, don't waste your life constantly wanting to go backwards and be in the past because that's a very negative life to live. And lastly, I want to remind you that if you are struggling, you are not alone. I keep pausing this podcast because my stomach is so bloated right now and I'm really uncomfortable and I keep burping and like baby barfing in my mouth and I can tell how inflamed my body is and I just want it to not be inflamed and I'm thinking in my head, what can I do to help it? What can I do to fix it? Um, So just know that when you're going through these periods in time, there's probably someone else that's going through it too and in time everything will be okay your body will heal your body will go back to normal it's all about taking care of it recognizing what it needs and yeah everything will be okay just try to keep a positive mindset the more positive you can be the more you can manifest good things coming forward if you enjoyed this podcast it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review um and obviously subscribe if you'd like to hear more celiac related podcasts Give me a follow on TikTok at eGlutenFree with me if you want to see more daily videos and if you want to kind of join the gluten-free community like the realistic can get, you're going to want to follow me on IG, which is at eat.glutenfree with me. Okay, I love you all. Have a good one. Bye. Mwah.